what would JT Miller potentially bring to the Minnesota Wilds? Are there other players on the Vancouver Canucks that the Wilds should be taking a look at? Plus, who currently in the NHL playoff field will not be there once the season is over? We ask Spoke Z those questions and more on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, we are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, Spoke Z joins the show to talk about the latest rumors surrounding Kevin Fiala and what JT Miller, who has been linked to Minnesota this week, could potentially bring to the Wild. We'll also take a look at where things are at with the Stanley Cup playoff push as um, right around 80% of teams that are in the playoffs as of Thanksgiving make it. So we will talk about that here today as well. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer, and as you can see on YouTube, literally glowing here today. I'm recording right at the height of the afternoon sun, so uh, apologies for that. But uh, we are joined today by Spoke Z as we get to the Thanksgiving holiday. What's happening, my friend? Ah, you know, just living the dream, waking up to all the the wild trade rumors and trying to figure out what's real and what's not yeah and we'll start right there because uh kevin fiala has been a uh, hot topic here um since the start of the week obviously um some things have happened to him uh, over the last handful of games has not played on the power play nearly as much and just straight up has not played as much over the past few games and it seems to be leading towards this kind of tension between Fiala and uh, the Wild who seem to kind of single him out for things that are happening to uh, other players on the team as well but it led to um, the Wild being linked to the Vancouver Canucks um, and evidently Bill Guerin made a call to see about the availability of one JT Miller so you can connect the dots from there in that if they were to go the JT Miller route Fiala could potentially be involved in that deal. But let's just start first off with, you know, what is the, what's the end game here for the wild with Fiala? Is it, are they trying to kind of just get him to play better? Are they trying to get his trade value up? Why is all of this happening all of a sudden? Yeah. I mean, it's it's weird, right? Like I think everybody, like literally, apparently everybody listened to Russo's podcast today, and the one point that they, he and Lapanta both both brought up is it seems like Fialis just got short or like no leash with Evison, and you know it's like one mistake and he just gets buried out of nowhere and gets his power play time taken away. But one thing they did bring up is like he's been with Evison for years and maybe Everson's a little bit more comfortable doing that and whether people like it or not, like 
you know, Kaprizov could probably make 25 mistakes in a game, and it's it's going to take a lot for him to get in any kind of doghouse with the Wild versus a kid like Fiala, who, I mean, they've made it clear they're not interested in signing him long term. And I think the writing's on the wall just with, you know, the cap situation, stuff like that, that this will probably be his last season. And I, I wonder if they really want that or if it's just like a, it's just reality and it sucks, but it is the way it is. Um, but it does seem like it's just, they are not afraid to bury him whenever. Um, and it sucks. Cause like, I think even since he's come to Minnesota, he's a different player than he was in Nashville. Um, that's a kid that works his bag off every shift and he's working hard and he's trying and, you know, sometimes young players, mistakes happen and they compound and then he ends up seeing a lot of the bench. So I don't really understand why it's always Fiala that seems to get that kind of treatment versus other guys, but it is the way it is. And at the end of the day, like I've got him penciled in for a summer move, but if they are going to move him, it would be for um a player that's going to make them better now and not just to get the caps because there's no there's no point to getting cap space in the middle of the season right no. like if you're trading fiala it's because there's a player that you think is better that gives you a better chance to win a stanley cup this season so that's what it looks like right now and it's kind of confusing because i think kevin fiala is a really good player and we've seen him when he was the one guy that kind of broke minnesota out two years ago and was the final like finally they had a game breaker um so I think it kind of sucks that it's happening now, but I mean, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's it's baffling to me because they're, and I've talked about this a lot this week already, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to hit it over the head too much, but there's just, there's so many other factors at play here that aren't necessarily Fiala's fault. I mean, look at how much his line mates have changed throughout the course of the season already. And, you know, a lot of that stuff's not necessarily his fault, but I think you speak to the bigger issue here in that there is a little bit of a clock on uh, the Fiala situation because of where this team is at salary cap-wise, where they're at with players in the farm system. And so I I don't know if they're just simply trying to speed up that clock or, or what exactly, but... Uh, this situation has gone very public here uh, within the last like week or so, and it's definitely gaining attention because we're we're sitting here on a, on a Wednesday edition of the show talking about it now. Yeah, and I mean, you the point you just bring up too, like <laughs> the kid hasn't had a center, like he doesn't have a center, right? Like Kaprizov gets like they're gonna mix and match whoever is going to get Kaprizov going. And like the one thing they've done for Kevin Fiala to try to find him like a good center to play with is Freddie Gaudreau, who I love Freddie Gaudreau. He's great, but that's the one that you're going to be like, yeah, it's going to be him and Kevin Fiala, second, third line. Yeah, who knows? And that's about it. And it's like, other than that, they haven't like, I mean, Hartman, I guess, but it kind of seems like he's had to do a lot of this on his own, which fine, fair enough, especially if he wants to get paid. But like, I don't know. It just feels like, he's always the one that they're like, ah, whatever. It's Kevin. Like, <laughs> they're like, don't worry about it. It's fine. We're not going to resign him, whatever it is. Like, it's just, it's crazy to me, but um, I mean, I guess it's just reality. I mean, you were get, you have to give, if you really are with the way last year happened, you have to give Kaprizov, I guess, whatever he wants. I mean, you don't yeah. have to, but like, that's just the way it is. It's just reality in Minnesota. And then other than that, like it's their center situation is so fascinating just because none of them, 
are guys that you look at and tout as like number one scoring center. Like they just don't have one of those. Um, and it's like, Kevin's kind of just, he's got a revolving door of centers and wingers. So we never know who he's going to be playing with on a night to night basis. And he's the kid's trying and he wants to earn, like he's made it clear. He wants to stay in Minnesota. Like he would have loved a long-term deal, but they just like, now nah, we're not doing that. Um, which I get it. It's fine. Like it's yeah. that it is, you know, contract stuff, it's business. It's fine. But I mean, you got a really good young player and it's just, it feels like they're almost looking for reasons to kind of put him in the doghouse. But I mean, again, at the end of the day, like he does need to be better. Um, you know, a couple of those mistakes are like, dude, what are you doing? But I wonder if that's just a kid that knows that he's on thin ice, no matter what he does. And he's playing like it. So, I mean, I'm sure at this point he's frustrated and I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if he's like, all right, I want to get out of here now. Cause this is like ridiculous. Yeah. It's, I, it's, it's pushing towards that sort of resolution with really not exploring any of the other options. And I don't know. It's, and I don't even think he's a big money player. Like, I don't think you get, that's not a guy you give like $7 million to like, to me on a Stanley cup winning team, he's like probably a second line winger. Mm-hmm. Um, who can who's very like he's a great he's a great hockey player he's a really good piece to have and he's young and he's electric he can he, he can move he can skate he can rip a puck he can do a lot of things and he's capable of driving play by himself but um, you know I'm not saying I'm not sitting here and saying they should be signing him to whatever like to me six six and a half is probably the most anyone really is going to give him anyways um, but it's just it's just weird how it's just kind of turned how he, he went from being the guy and then Kaprizov showed up and Kaprizov got like Rask to be okay. And then he got Zuccarello to turn it around. So now everyone's loving Kaprizov. And Fiologist is like the forgotten stepchild now. And it's just a weird turn of events for the kid that I honestly feel bad. Um, but he'll be fine. He's going to make millions of dollars playing hockey for a long time. So right. he'll be fine. But it just felt like he had finally got comfortable somewhere uh, in the NHL. And it's clear. I, we'll see if it happens at the deadline or this summer. But I don't think his future in Minnesota's. Uh, much longer. No, it, it's it's turning towards uh, sooner rather than later for his departure from Minnesota. So it's it's just a weird situation. And uh, you know, let's let's dive a little further into this potential for JT Miller because obviously, with a player of JT Miller's caliber, you'd be giving up Kevin Fiala plus then a little bit. So we'll we'll talk JT Miller and kind of what the deal would potentially look like if that's the route the Wild want to go. More with Spoked Z on today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. Thanksgiving week is finally here, and that means desserts, desserts, desserts. Pies, cakes, cookies, candies, ice cream, you name it, it will find your plate during the holidays. But what if I told you there was a better way to get all of that delicious taste you love without even half of the calories? Enter Built Bar, the great tasting and fully covered in chocolate snack that can help you beat your holiday cravings. One slice of pie that you may take in this holiday season, for example, can contain up to 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars, however, are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, High protein built bar is the way to go. So head to built.com and use the promo code locked15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. 
Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wilds, and again, thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen every day. We're joined by Spoke Z today, taking a look at some uh, wild news, and also we'll talk about the uh, Stanley Cup playoff picture at the Thanksgiving holiday in a little bit. But first, we should probably talk a little bit about JT Miller. Um, Let's just start with what he brings to the table for fans who maybe aren't familiar with his overall body of work. Uh, what would a JT Miller bring to this wild team if they did end up pulling the trigger to acquire him? Well, I do think it's a good fit. I mean, imagine like a little, probably a little bit more skill, like Ryan Hartman, you know, like he, he plays a tough brand. He's physical. He hits everything that moves. He works his balls off. That kid, he, I mean, he works um, and he's got a great shot. Um, I am kind of wondering why it's like, sorry, let me start over. People need to understand everyone's calling Vancouver right now. Like that team is a complete dumpster fire. And now this is when the sharks start to smell blood in the water. And they're like, Hey, what are you doing, Jim? Like, what if, you know, if you need me to help yeah. you out with, uh, I'll take Miller, you know, you need that cap space coming up soon. Like I'm happy to take this guy off your hands for you. I got like a fourth round pick. Um, so I guarantee you like half the league is called about guys like JT Miller, Bo Horvat. Um, there's not a whole lot of other attract Brock Besser, but like, so I do think people need to understand it's not just Minnesota that's checking in. And number two, like, yes, he can play center, but that's not his primary spot. Like, their most used line this season, if I remember, I think I was looking at it the other day because I kept seeing people penciling him in as like an out and out center. It's like, no, I think he's primarily a winger that is a very good center as well. Like, again, like a Hartman situation. Except I think this year he's like probably 70% of his minutes are at left wing. Like he's playing with Pedersen and um, who's the other one he's playing with? It might be Besser. I, I think that's their first line, Besser, Pedersen, um, and Miller. So I do think he, he plays more wing, but he is, a, he is a competent center. Now, again, I think his brand fits the wild. Um, but again, I just, I don't really know what people think that package would look like. I I think, you know, like he's going to be 30. He's got, he's under a good deal right now. I think he's got two more years at like 5.5, maybe. I didn't even look. Um, I can look right now, actually. 5.25 until the end of next season. Um, so I, I do wonder what that trade would look like. Like, I don't, people have been like Fiala and this, and I'm like, you don't have to give up much more like, than Fiala no. in this deal. Like, Fiala's young. Uh, he actually fits that team really well. So, I mean, there is like a natural fit there, but you're not giving up like a first round pick as well. Like that's not, if they did that, that's crazy. Um, again, JT Miller is going to be 30. He's making five, two, for two years. He's great. But again, he's, he's primarily a left wing that can play center and he's, he can score and he plays with really good players. So I mean, that all checks out. Um, and again, it does bring that tough brand, physical finish every hit. He hits hard. He four checks hard. He's got a ton of skill, but I do wonder why it's like everyone's shifted to like we need to go get him to play first line center. It's like, well, I don't know if we have to do that, but he's a great player. So we'll see if it happens, and I won't be upset if it happens. But um, I do wonder where everyone's heads at with like what they think that would actually look like and what a trade would look like. Um, cause again, that's going to be another five two five. you don't have next season as well. And you don't really have a ton of space to begin with. So we'll see, but 
again, I love JT Miller. He's a great player and he's fun to watch. And he's a, he's like, he's just a natural leader. And he's, he's going to drag guys into the fight. Um, but this idea that on a cup winning team, he's a number one center to me, it's like, where have we heard this before? Like, it's not, it's, it's, it's <laughs> once again, just doing the Minnesota thing where it's like, he's the best center we got. So he's the number one center. Um, so I will, yeah, I, I would love it if he ended up here on a, we'll see what the trade looks like. But if you're giving up a King's ransom for, it, I think that's a big mistake. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. Now I got to address it because I have seen it suggested. And so since we're talking about Vancouver and since he plays center, Elias Patterson is another name that uh, people would like to see in Minnesota. I don't know how you make that work. I, I think that you're going to just end up having to, because he's young, give up a ton. Would that even be a possibility? No, and I think Vancouver would be absolutely insane to let Pedersen, to trade him now just because things are going so terribly wrong is crazy. Like, I don't think Jim Benning is long for this world as a Vancouver Canucks GM. And there's no effing way that that ownership group be like, yeah, let's let him trade our future and then we'll fire him <laughs> after that. Because I, 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 I don't see, like Vancouver's better than how they're playing right now, but not not a ton better. Like from trying to say this forever, people are like, they got Garland, they're gonna be great. It's like that defense is so bad, it's insane. Um so I I don't see them getting a whole lot better and they're gonna have to start moving pieces. But if they if they did a Pedersen trade, that would be borderline psychotic. And I mean that would cost all the pieces that Minnesota Wild fans are like wanting to see in Minnesota right now you're going to have to, that would require you to have some combination of, you know, picks, Rossi, Beckman, Boldy, take like pick one of those guys. The Jeez. ones that everyone's been demanding to get here. Now you want to give them up for someone that's older. Uh, and it's just like, we, we have like, let's not give up the future to add like another piece like that. Like it doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. If they, if they could somehow make it work where you're not giving up your best prospects, which never happens then sure, Elias Pettersson is one of the best players in the league, and he's playing bad right now in a terrible situation in Vancouver. Um, but there's no way that they deal him. And if they do, it would cost you literally all of the pieces that you're excited to see in Minnesota. So it would be a very bad idea to go do that. I, I don't know that they're necessarily, I don't want to say untouchable, because that brings up the old cliche, nobody's untouchable. But like you got to heavily way towards keeping like Boldy, Rossi, Wallstead at this point, mm -hmm. probably Beckman. And so that's going to limit too, which is why I think as, as you said, and as, as I've mentioned too, I think Fiala is just, if you're trying to find like a center upgrade, it makes all the sense to include him in the mm -hmm. deal. But you know, as far as those prospects go, because they're so close to getting to the wild level, like, you got to be as hands off with those guys, I think, as you possibly can. Yeah, and and this is something Russo has been saying too. Like for once, the Minnesota Wild are being patient with prospects and not forcing them <laughs> into the league when they're not ready. And now everyone's like, "No, we need them here right now, or let's trade them." But I'm like, "Oh my god, we don't know what to do, and we have nice things. This is yeah. why we can't have nice things here." Um, but yeah, th those prospects right now, like Iowa. Right, it's going exactly how they wanted it to go and need it to go. Um, they're getting a ton of playing time. They're bit, they've been unbelievable 
Uh, they're a ton of fun to watch and they're winning hockey games and they're playing professional hockey and there's no pressure for them to go like whatever, win a cup. Like you said, if you're looking for a number one center right now to help you win a Stanley cup this season. Yeah. Fiala is the piece that makes sense to move because as much as I love the guy, it's not like he's some uh, like rare commodity in the league. Like you are able to, uh, he is fantastic. There's not a ton of Kevin Fiala's, but you can find them. Like yeah. it's not totally impossible to go get one of those. Um, but you know, now that we actually have like a prospect pool here filled with guys that look like they're going to have bright futures and are not forcing their way into the NHL when they're not ready. Like now everyone's like, we need them today. <laughs> it's like, dude, we're your second play. Like it's all going great right now. Like let them marinate. Um, but the same, I mean, that's just the life of being a fan though. I'm not going to yeah. tell anyone how to be a fan. Like it's, it's also great that there are those guys that people are excited about and want to have up here. So it's, it's great that people are excited. Yeah. 100%. Let's finish up today by taking a look at the current playoff picture because one of the teams on both sides, probably at least that is in the playoff picture currently will not be there at the end of the season. We try to figure out who with spoke Z more on lockdown wild coming up after this. It's finally time for Thanksgiving. And we know what that means. Football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey in betting. BetOnline.ag has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON. And it's not just football. BetOnline.ag has pro and college hoops, the NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Spoke Z is here. We're talking NHL playoffs now because, and shout out to Brett Marshall, who was uh, on the show yesterday of the Sound the Foghorn podcast. It's basically to a science that 77% of teams in playoff spots when American Thanksgiving hits will end up clinching a playoff spot. So if we look at the playoff picture right now, you've got uh, in the Western Conference, the Wild are leading the Central Division, followed by St. Louis and Winnipeg. In the Pacific, it's Calgary, Edmonton, and Anaheim. And the two wild card spots are the Vegas Golden Knights and the Nashville Predators. Next closest is the Colorado Avalanche, who I think we all expect will be there at the end of the year. But if you got to pick one of those teams in the West, who is not going to be in the playoffs at the end of the year uh, between Minnesota, St. Louis, Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, Anaheim, and Vegas, and Nashville? I think like on paper, I want to say Anaheim, but I still can't figure them out. Like I, I can't see them continuing this, but at the same time, like they're doing it. <laughs> so it's weird, but for fun, I'm going to leave Anaheim in. Do I believe that 
do I necessarily like totally believe that they will make the playoffs? No, but like I for fun, it's great. It's, I think it's awesome that they're there. Yeah, I do think I do think Vegas eventually turns it on, and then you look at like Colorado. They've played three less games than Nashville and four less than Vegas, and at least three less than all the other teams in the Central. So there's no way that they don't get in. So I'll pick Nashville to drop out. I think they've been a nice story. They've played a lot better than I thought they would, but it's still not really a team I don't have that much faith in. Um, and I want to leave Anaheim in because they're fun. So I'm leaving Anaheim, but I'm taking out Nashville. I'd like to give a shout out to Troy Terry, who I picked up in the midst yes. of his point streak. And I think as soon as I put him into my lineup, it snapped. I knew if I took him in anything like DraftKings or like fantasy, I haven't, I haven't remembered to set my fantasy lineup one time this season. So I just have left that, but I knew if I added him in anywhere that that would be the day or bet on him to put up a point. There's yeah. no way that he would do it. So I just, I've been leaving it. It's just, it's just my luck with fantasy sports this year. Um, so, you know, we, we love to see it. I think it was like 15 games in a row with a point and then I ruined it. So I'll, I'll take the blame for that one because of the, uh, because of the jinx. It happens. Yeah, you can send him a Venmo. Yeah. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, we've got the Florida Panthers, Toronto, and Tampa Bay in the Atlantic Division, and then in the Metropolitan Division, Carolina, Washington, and the New York Rangers. Wild cards as of now are Columbus and Pittsburgh, and so that is your eight in the East. Who is not going to be participating in the big dance once the playoffs come rolling around? This one's tough because, like, it's hard to get a gauge because this schedule's been so insane. Yeah. Like the Boston Bruins are technically behind the Detroit Red Wings, um, but they've literally played five fewer games. Like the Ottawa Senators missed three games because of COVID, and they've still played one more game than the Islanders and the Bruins. So it's like it makes no sense how it's going, how it's going down. But I could honestly see both. I love Columbus too. I said it at the at the in the off season that. I did think just because of that division's murderer's row that they would finish towards the bottom, but they were going to be a lot different this year, and they have been. They've been great. They're really fun to watch. I love Cole Sillinger. I love that he made it. Um, But I could see both Columbus and Pitt dropping out. I just – Pitt just is like – sometimes they are just tough to watch, and I don't know what's going on with Malkin, if he's feeling healthier again. And, I mean, what's he going to look like when he comes back? Sid hasn't like lit the world on fire since he's returned. Um, and then at some point you have to think Columbus can't continue having like a 625 point percentage, especially in that division. Um, and I mean, the Islanders, I think like 40 of the next 60 games are at home uh, in their new arena. So you'd expect that to start helping them out a little bit. Um, we'll see what happens when Boston actually plays games. Uh, um and I mean, so I, I could see both of those teams coming out, but I mean, you look at the teams that are in playoff spots in those divisions, like that's just, it. that's the Atlantic's fascinating because it's top, super top heavy and then the teams at the bottom suck. And then Metro, like every team's good. So those are, I could see them staying like that. And then one of, you know, you can pick Philly, Jersey, Boston, Islanders, they're battling for a wild card spot. So but I could see both Columbus and Pitt dropping out. 
And that being said, betting against Sidney Crosby is a bad idea. So I'm sure now he's going to go on a 15 game point streak uh, and they're going to win the Metro somehow. Um, but yeah, I, I could see that happening with both of those teams. As far as Ottawa and Arizona and probably Buffalo and probably Seattle, um, I, I would suggest getting a big screen for the living room so that you can be watching all of those playoff games once the playoffs start. Mm. Better luck next year. So yeah, there's always next year, eh? Seattle's pissing me off. Well, and they then, just like, they're doing exactly what their strat like. Mm-hmm. I said I thought they were gonna f- make the playoffs because no, there's not a ton of like electrifying offense there that they took, but it's a very low event defensively focused team and they're getting the worst goaltending in the league. Like they can't make a save and like they're defending well, which is crazy. If you go look at like the underlying numbers, like they're actually defending the house pretty well. It's just, they can't buy a save and it's driving me insane. And that's why they're so bad. Yikes. I want them to be good so bad. That place is sick. Yeah. Those jerseys are sick. The arena, yeah. it's just, it's a good vibe. They just have to, just have to coax a little out. more out of Grubauer, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, before we wrap up, let's talk a little Judd's Buds so that uh, listeners who maybe haven't listened yet have not uh, experienced the absolute unrivaled chaos that Judd's Buds brings. Just tell us a little bit about the show and uh, where listeners can find it. Yeah, I mean, it's just chaos. Uh, I come in without a plan every week. Like, I felt not great, and I was super tired last night, so I messaged Isha. I was like, do you care if I just, like, talk about the games that I've been going to and then do, like, I just answer the questions? He's like, it's literally your show. You can do whatever you want. I was like, okay, great. So this is the first time I kept it under an hour, uh, but it was because I just didn't really talk about anything. I don't even know what I talked about, to be honest with you. <laughs> so that's what you can expect if you want to listen. I, I pretty much just start talking about hockey uh, and hopefully make it to the Minnesota Wild Prospects, answer questions. Um, and if you subscribe to the Soda Pod, you'll hear this terrible voice every Tuesday. Um, I still haven't figured out how to, like, sign off. It's so it'll when I'm done talking, I'm like, um, all right, that's it. And I'm, I'm done now. And now that's every show. I'm like, I haven't figured that out yet. So, you know, we're learning, but it is controlled chaos pretty much for about hour, hour and a half every Tuesday if you want to give that a listen. Love it. Spoke, thanks for the time. That is going to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure to head to Locked on NHL to get a full scope of everything going on throughout the National Hockey League. Locked on NHL is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just like Locked on Wild, make sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you take in your podcasts, as well as on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We keep you as up-to-date as possible on your favorite Minnesota hockey team. And if there is a puck that drops in the state of hockey, Locked On Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.